0: love
1: talk radio your attention please ladies and gentlemen thank you for coming
0: I am who I am.
1: it's
2: tuesday night and it's 7 30 p.m everyone it's time for your national family radio talk show let's talk america with host shana Thorn. the acclaimed news talk program has earned a reputation as a high quality example of digital journalism we deliver the conversations you want to hear about, the news defining our time. You can expect expert and celebrity guests weekly. This popular show is the recipient of the Bold Award in Journalism and has the We Excellence Excellency in Journalism Award. Let's bring in our on-air host, the one and only Shayna Thornton.
3: Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. And, of course, I am Shana, and I am so honored and excited that you have opted to join us live this very Tuesday, May tenth, 2016. Hey, I would like to say happy belated Mother's Day to all of the moms and mom-like figures out there. Hopefully you had one awesome weekend. You know, if you don't know, you should know that Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton truly is universal talk radio for every member of your household, for every member of the community, and we are uh, so honored to be with you to help you. Keep you and your family informed on the timely issues out there. Now we recognize that you have a very busy life. Uh, if you're in the midst of your career, if you have one kid or or no kids at all, maybe you're in retirement, but you're still busy with other things that you're doing, other activities. Even if it's relaxing, right? That can be an activity you're choosing to do, which is a very important one. But we thank you for sticking with us. We always try to provide news, talk, and music in a timely manner. Now we broadcast live um, every Tuesday night, but you also can always go back and listen to the replay podcast at your convenience, and we're very excited for that, and I know many of you take advantage of that. We have great news to share. Many of you may already uh, realize that we had our debut broadcast, live broadcast, from the studio of WAEC Love 860 AM in Atlanta uh, this past Saturday, May 7th, and it went extremely well. Thank you for all of those who sent us feedback and messages. Do stay tuned in with us. We will continue to broadcast um, live right here on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, But we will also broadcast new and original shows live from the studio every first and third Saturday of the month on WAEC Love 860 Radio in Atlanta, okay? So do catch us in the car um, if you happen to reside or ever visit the Atlanta area. But, of course, you know now World Wide Web is so popular and it's everywhere. So if you happen to be sitting in San Diego, California, or if you're in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and you are interested in listening to those live broadcasts, broadcast straight from the studio of WAEC, Love 860 AM radio. Please catch us online. Again, that's first and third Saturdays. We will broadcast live first and third Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to us from anywhere in the world by visiting www.love860.com, okay? So that's love860.com. Hopefully that helps you out if you want to stay connected with your weekly family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. All right, everyone, we will continue to offer Original News Talk with Substance. Do know that. Well, but right now, we are live Tuesday night. It is May the 10th, 2016. And right now, let others know, if you're out there on social media, hashtag LTA Radio, LTA Radio. Let others know that you are tuned in live to us and you are ready for news talk that makes a difference, news talk that informs, okay? we have one amazing guest lineup for you tonight you know we always try to keep it timely and very relevant and this very nice surgeon and renowned natural health expert Dr. Christine Horner joins me tonight to discuss the secrets to looking younger and staying healthy. Now, this very important and serious health segment um, is about healthy skin, keeping the skin looking wonderful, but it's also about your overall health, okay? So listen to this very brief and relevant segment with someone you love. This is a very informative and exclusive interview, again, with a world-renowned surgeon and natural living expert Dr. Christine Horn. so do stay tuned in. We will also feature an exclusive interview with a leading allergist. I'm talking about Dr. Nita Ogden. She joins me in minutes to share her expertise on That's right, the A word, allergies. So many of you have uh, provided feedback for us, letting us know that you have allergies, you're suffering with them. She's going to take it on head on, okay? She's going to discuss uh, some methods to treat it, some new innovative ideas that maybe you have not thought about. Um, She also talks about kids and allergies, so do stay with us, okay? This is a very uh, timely conversation. We are in the midst of a season where many people are suffering from some allergy attacks. Also, we speak exclusively with a leading registered nurse about the care of those living with multiple sclerosis, okay? So this is also a very timely topic. We, of course, have no idea of when our health uh, may decline, right? So we want to make sure we are equipped with all of the knowledge in the world so we can make informed decisions. That's best for us, and everyone's decision-making is custom and individualized. And lastly, we have the Director of Trend and Design from the one and only Home Depot. She talks to me about decorating your own unique outdoor space this season. So you want to stay with us, okay? And as many of you that have listened to us before, or if this is your very first time, you should know that we also present our signature in the news, where we highlight the top trending national and global news going on now. And tonight we will feature a very special guest. She joins me on the air to discuss the latest in pop culture. We dive into Beyonce Knows' latest album that's been creating a lot of buzz out there in social media. Remember that we offer news, talk, and music every Tuesday night live. And tonight, we are excited to feature the latest music from their inspirational rapper El Hustle and also Young Radu. Now, this is a world debut, so you want to stay tuned in for the entire show to hear this track, which will air at the conclusion of the show. And the track is titled First Time, First Time, okay? You want to hear this, so stick with us. All right, everyone, well, I am not going to stand in the middle of us gaining some great news, talk, and music live this Tuesday night. It is May the 10th, 2016, and you are tuned in to your national award-winning family news talk program, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Right now, please message all your family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors and let them know that you are tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio, and it's time they jumped on, too. Check us out. We're ready to kick it off for this Tuesday night. Let's Talk America Radio is in your ear.
4: Do you need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia. Interstate 20, exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Hi, this is Shirley, and we
3: just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorst. Hi, my name is Kavarga and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is
0: Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 730 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is
5: Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be.
3: Welcome back, everyone. I'd be remiss if I did not acknowledge and thank our weekly dedicated and loyal listeners. Thank you for sticking with us live each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you also for going back and listening to the replay podcast if you can't catch it live. And of course, thank you for continuing to share all of our news with family, friends, colleagues, and your neighbors. We certainly appreciate your support of this show. Please keep it going. And of course, thanks to all of our national partners and sponsors. Your support truly is priceless. Thank you for sticking with us and being a part of the Let's Talk America team, okay? It takes everyone all hands on deck, and we are certainly appreciative. Well, everyone, if you don't know, you should know that it's time for our signature in the news. Well, we highlight the top trending national and global news that's going on in the world, okay? We are set to kick it off for tonight, which, of course, is Tuesday, May 10th, 2016. In the news, El Chapo moves to another prison. The convicted and imprisoned Mexican drug kingpin known as El Chapo was transferred to a prison close to the border of the United States. Now, according to reports, American officials have been preparing for his transfer for months. The prison is located not far from El Paso, Texas. Now, Chapo's defense team has publicly said that he wants to be extradited to the U.S. It's not immediately clear if or when he will be turned over to U.S. custody. If you recall, he escaped from a Mexican prison in July of 2015 and recaptured months later. Now, prior to that, he escaped in 2011. His drug cartel has been accused of various crimes, including major drug trafficking and murder. In the news, Canadian fires continue to burn. The wildfire that has plagued Fort McMurray in Alberta, Canada, continues to burn viciously. While authorities have warned it could very well last for months. According to recent reports, the fire has grown to nearly 500,000 acres and has destroyed more than 1,500 building structures. Now, the fire has forced over 80,000 people to leave the area. The region affected is a booming area for Canada's oil industry. Now, no deaths or injuries have been reported from the fire itself. The exact cause of the massive fire remains unclear at this point. In the news, one Powerball ticket holds the magic. Now, one lucky winner or winners in New Jersey has a lottery ticket worth $429 million. That's right. You heard correct. The seventh largest prize in Powerball history has an unidentified winner. Now, lottery officials have said the ticket was sold in Mercer County, New Jersey, which includes the state capital of Trenton. The winner will likely emerge publicly after consulting with attorneys and financial advisors. Now, uh, what would you Do with $429 million? Let me know by connecting with me out there on Twitter. The handle on Twitter is S.S. Thornton. S.S. Thornton, okay? Um, That's a lot of money. All right, and lastly, in the news for tonight, Beyonce knows, of course, recently released her latest album, her latest project titled Lemonade. It has a lot of people talking, a lot of buzz, a lot of innuendos people are taking from it, not quite sure what to make of it. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton has brought in pop culture expert Rachel Daniels to discuss the latest news in music. Your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, is excited to have Rachel Daniels back on. She is a pop culture guru. She's also a media personality. Rachel, thanks for joining us this evening.
0: Hey, Shannon. Thank you so much for
3: having me on again. It's great to hear here. Absolutely, lady. Hey, we're talking about two trending topics. First off, we're talking about Beyonce Knows. Uh, there's been so much chatter out there on social media and the media outlets about Lemonade, the new album. Um, of course, Formation was dropped during Super Bowl weekend. We saw that video. That created a lot of uh, talk, some being positive for her, some being negative. There were those who uh, criticized uh, some of the things happening in the video with the song, Mayor uh, Giuliani out of New York City being one of them, of course. Now, uh, Lemonade, it appeared on HBO Cable Network. Uh, The latest song makes reference to someone named Becky. Uh, Not really sure what's going on. There are those who are referencing perhaps some infidelity on her husband's part. Jay-Z, what do you make of all of this? Well first let's start by
0: saying, Okay, Beyonce is the queen of the world. There's no there's nothing this woman cannot touch. It is it's just eternity. Controversy or pure gold. And so yes, um, over the past week or week and a half, Beyonce dropped her next visual album, or sixth album Lemonade, and did the HBO special, like you mentioned. And it did come up with a lot of questions. I mean, I do remember seeing news pop up all over social media that was like, "What did Jay Z do?" Like all these songs and videos that you explored, a man who was allegedly cheated on Beyonce.
3: Wow. No.
0: We'll, go, we'll start with formation. Just because that was the first video on the scene, that did cause a lot of controversy because um, the police and the mayor, like you mentioned, kind of um, interpreted it as Beyonce against police which was not at all what the case was. She was against police brutality, which all should be against police brutality in my opinion. And she wanted, you know, Black people to be better respected. Her, her song had a very strong message to it. Of course, her Super Bowl performance, where she had all Black women dressed in kind of the Black Panther theme. And I know that they said the X on the field was Malcolm X. I'm not sure if that was intentional, but, you know, whatever. And, you know, it had a powerful message. And so she's on tour right now, and there has been some um, cities like Miami and I think New York said that said the police officers are not going to patrol her concerts. But that's okay. She's the deaf, so she has all the security she needs. Wow. So she dropped this visual album called Lemonade. And there was, like I said, a lot of songs in there indicating that there was some infidelity and some other women. The song Sorry, which referenced the Becky with the Good Hair comment, that was a big red flag for everyone. And so everybody has spent the past.
3: You're trying to figure out who Becky with the good hair is. Right, but I have one. But I have to ask this, not to interrupt, lady, but, you know, Beyonce in the past has been seen as one of those public figures or musicians who has tried or attempted, at least, to keep her private life very uh, too much to herself, Um, even not being um, the media, being able to photograph Blue Ivy, her daughter, with her husband, Jay-Z, very often. We rarely see photos of this child. Um, They seem to travel on vacation in secrecy. When... Individuals see the, you know, making reference to supposing some infidelity if that's how we choose to read into it. I guess the question would be, why now? Why on one note is she saying, I want my life private, leave my kid alone. But then on the other hand, in the song Formation, she's making reference to the child's hair. She's making reference to her husband. It's almost like how can you have both worlds, Beyonce? Either you want it private or confidential or you don't. You know there are those critics out there saying that.
0: Well, I think, I kind of see the method to her madness. She's kind of like, if you're going to talk, I'm going to address your rumors, but in my way. I'm going to address your rumors in a way that, that gives me, you know, your money, essentially. Because in the song formation, she mentioned about, you know, you, you're... What is it? Y'all haters caught me with this Illuminati mess. Okay. Everybody says that says she's a part of the Illuminati. They mention, you know, my baby's hair. Because everybody's like, why is it Beyonce doing her baby's hair? And people have always been talking about Daisy and Beyonce's divorce rumors. Okay. So it's kind of like she doesn't do interviews. She really does interviews. Yeah, correct. And so this is her way of, I guess, coming out and addressing the rumors, but in a profitable way and in the way she wants to.
2: Wow. Well,
0: she's, she's private, but. You're your Beyonce. You can't be private. Like, <laughs> well, so you might as well put things out the way you want to put them out.
3: She's continuing to buzz in social media, and I think to your point, if any of this is sincere, legitimate, or not, she's creating more talk and chatter about herself. She is in the business of entertainment, that we know. Before you leave us, Rachel, let's talk about 50 Cent. Um, Recently, many individuals already know he has come under some heavy pressure and controversy um, of making light, making fun or teasing, if you would, very publicly on social media. A young man, 19 years old, who worked as a custodian at an airport in California, California where 50 Cent was uh, traveling through, 50 Cent asked him a question. The young man did not answer, I guess, suitable to 50 Cent's uh, discretion or how he would want him to. He openly teased the man. It comes out, I believe, the young man has um, some, uh, he's on the spectrum of autism. It seems that's what the media outlets are saying. Uh, what do you think of this with 50 Cent? Okay. So I
0: have to put devil's next here. While it's never okay to bully people and make fun of people, I'm pretty certain that if 50 Cent knew this young man had autism, he wouldn't have done that. He might have really thought that he was drunk or starstruck or just, you know, having a crazy day or something like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that is a lesson learned you don't judge a suicide cover because it might cost you. It's yeah, and now coming to him for money. I mean, I think they're asking for $10,000, which I personally think is not enough.
3: For you to do, you know, online bullying like that, especially when you're 50 cent, you have millions of followers. So I don't think it was a malicious intent, but he does have to pay for this. Hey, but you know, Rachel, you bring up a point. Uh, I, I'm assuming he had he issued some apology um, where he said, quote unquote, it was a misunderstanding. Um, but what you just referenced. Isn't what we teach our kindergartners that you don't make fun of people, that you don't tease people because you don't know what they're going through. 50 Cent is, uh, from my understanding, 40 plus years old, somewhere around that. Should should we really give him a pass saying he didn't know? No one really ever knows, but isn't that why you don't tease people?
4: Yeah, I mean, that's
0: definitely not a pass. And the fact that he took it to social media, like it's one thing when you walk with your friends and you say something on your breath or you talk amongst each other. But when you take it to a platform like social media and have millions of followers, you just post this guy. But he's going to be thought out. And he's going to be seen because we want to know who he is for a negative. But he definitely does not get a pass. Wow. I just don't think that he was maliciously, oh, my God, that boy has opted
3: to vote And I think, to his point, that's what he's saying. But, again, um, it obviously, caused some hurt, some pain. And I think may this be a lesson for him, being in a celebrity spotlight, to really understand how serious it is to bully or tease individuals, if you're aware of their disabilities or not. Rachel Daniels, you know we always enjoy having you on, offering your opinion, your perspective on the latest in pop news. Thanks for joining us, okay? Thank you so much for having me Shana, thank you. Well, everyone, that concludes this week's edition of In the News. Special thanks to Rachel Daniels, of course, for joining us again. Remember, we continue to seek those experts and leading advocates and spokespersons that offer their perspectives of what's going on in the world. Of course, Let's Talk America Radio offers news, talk, and music. Well, everyone, remember, keep the news conversation going, be it pop culture, be it political news, be it educational news, be it health news. Connect with me on Twitter at SS3. Thornton, s Thornton and we continue the news conversation there 24/7. All right we will we'll be back in seconds I'm so excited to bring in our first featured celebrity guest I'm talking about the one and only renowned plastic surgeon she's also a natural living expert I'm talking about Dr. Christine Homer many of you know her she's a best-selling author we have her on and more stay with us let's talk America radio is in your ear. Planning for
2: a bright financial future is always difficult. There are so many questions we need to answer. When should I start saving? How can I afford to put away savings for the future and still live a comfortable lifestyle today? It's my job to help you find the answers to these questions and build a plan to help you achieve your goals. Let's get together to talk more about your goals. We offer great rates and coverage you can depend on For your cars and your leisure vehicles. And I can also help you start planning ahead to protect the people you love can give you a great peace of mind. Please call 478-405-5860 or go to www.countryfinancial.com forward slash merit M-E-R-R-I-T-T dot Johnson.
5: Anita need Blackwell, editor in chief of Bull Saber magazine, and you are listening to Let's Talk America
0: with Hope, Shana Thorne. Stay tuned in America.
3: All right, everyone, welcome back. Hey, if you have listened to the show before or if it's your very first time. Please get ready. It's time for our inspirational or motivational quote of the show, and this is where I share some pretty powerful and moving statements, okay, by those who are well-known and some that may not be as famous. Tonight's quote comes from a motivational speaker and Arthur Jim Rohn, who once said, either you run the day or the day runs you. Again, motivational speaker and Arthur Jim Rohn once said, either you run the day or the day runs you. You know what? I think that's pretty self-explanatory. It's your day. What are you going to do with it, okay? So many people look at new days as opportunities to accomplish a lot, and some look at it as a perhaps a drag or saying so many challenges, okay? A lot of it begins with your attitude, and of course, I have no idea what you're going through, what's going on emotionally, mentally, even physically or financially in your life. Uh, But if we could try to keep a positive attitude, a lot of times it makes all of the difference, okay? So continue along a path of success and productivity. All right, everyone. We are just seconds away from our first featured celebrity exclusive interview tonight with Dr. Christine Homer, where she shared some great tips to keep radiant, youthful skin and stay healthy overall. It's a lot of great information coming out of here, so please message family, friends and colleagues right now. And also remember to hashtag LTA Radio, LTA Radio on your favorite social media outlet. If you're right there on Fabulous Facebook, or if you're on Instagram or Twitter, hashtag LTA Radio. Let others know you are tuned in live tonight, this Tuesday night. Well, Dr. Christine Horner will be with me in seconds. Stay with us.
0: Hi, my name is Kezia Alford. For more information on my music, please go to keziaalford.com. That's K-E-Z-I-A-A-L-S-O-R-D.com, or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses. Your soul, and you are currently listening to "Let's Stop America with the Hand of the Lord," Jim.
3: Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. It is Tuesday night, and you know here on Let's Talk America, we offer quality news talk for everyone, and we are excited right now to bring up a topic uh, that many people want to talk about, but it can often be the elephant in the room. We're talking about staying healthy, in fact, having radiant health, and talking about ageless beauty. That's right. We're going to tackle that topic tonight. I'm no expert. But I'm excited to have on with me uh, best selling Arthur. She's also uh, once was a board certified plastic surgeon known to many. I'm talking about the one and only the dynamic Dr. Christine Horner. Welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Thank
1: you. It's
3: uh, my pleasure to be with you. Oh, our pleasure and our honor. Now, um, I did bring up that you were a renowned plastic surgeon who opted to leave the industry, which is a very popular and lucrative one. Everyone knows that, Dr. Horner. And you focus on really what we would say or you would say, rather. I don't want to take words from you, but the healthy and natural way of staying or getting healthy and having ageless beauty. Explain.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, decades ago, I was working as a plastic surgeon and um, you know, using surgery and chemicals to help people look more useful. And um, I uh, actually got introduced to a uh, traditional system of medicine called Ayurveda. Ayur means life and Veda means knowledge, so it literally means the knowledge of life. And uh, it's practiced mostly in uh, India, kind of, you know, that in, in areas of Asia. But um, So I went to this spa <laughs> where they do a detoxification uh, using lots of wonderful oils and so forth to help to lift the toxins out of the body, and um, I looked in the mirror about 48 hours after being there, and I looked 10 years younger, and wow my life. And I went, okay, <laughs> these people <laughs> really know something. And you know, then I really realized in that moment too that what my patients wanted was this, that kind of a look, this beautiful, healthy, youthful glow, and not the look that you get artificially from just repositioning the skin and using chemicals. Okay. So I really started learning you know, tremendous amounts through. You know, Ayurveda, became certified in it, and then also just really uh, learned a lot about natural health. And, uh, again, you know, the the radiant healthy beauty <laughs> is yes. something that not only makes you look great, but also, you know, it allows you to feel wonderful and also uh, improves your longevity. So that is now my area of expertise. I decided to leave my practice and wow. all my time educating people about how they can avoid the knife. Yes. And, get, you know, the through you know, health and beauty.
3: Well, you know, I'm holding your book in my hand, and it is a hard hitting, powerful book. Um, I would even say probably life-changing for a lot of people. Again, the title of the book is Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty, written by Dr. Christine Horner here Tuesday night on Let's Talk America Radio. Now, from my reading of the book, Dr. Horner, it looks like that we talk about ageless beauty. I know you're gonna talk about some other approaches to getting there, but from what I understand now, tell so I me mean, if I'm wrong, that a lot of the approaches you're taking with the, the system, the natural system, is putting healthy whole foods into our body, is that right?
1: You know, that's absolutely true. I mean, it turns out, I mean, it's no rocket science, right? But, you know, like what we put into our body becomes the construction materials for our body. So, um, you know, definitely it comes down to, you know, to doing diet and lifestyle. Now, I understand how difficult it is for people to change, you know, make these changes. And, in fact, there's this horrible statistic that 90% of people who have had a heart attack in the United States goes back to their original diet and lifestyle in one year because of how hard it is. So one of the things that I recommend for folks is to start with some nutritional supplements because we actually have some great research on a number of them showing that it can, you know, significantly impact your health. So for instance, um, one of the things that I recommend is really keeping your immune system as strong as it can possibly be because yes. that's one of the things that we know that happens over time as we age. Our immune system isn't quite as strong and that's one of the things that increases our risk of disease. So um, medicinal mushrooms are actually the thing that we oh, wow. that parts the immune system more than anything else. Um, now is someone going to eat medicinal mushrooms in therapeutic doses every day? No. So that's, <laughs> The supplement can come into play and the one that I've been most impressed with is one called AH CC yeah. stands for Active hexose Correlated Compound it's from Japan and it's been shown to support every single cell type in the immune system it does it so well it actually lowers your risk of many different kinds of cancers wow. have cancer in Japan they actually prescribe it to you in the hospitals Whoa. <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah so um, you know that's one thing that's super beneficial for your health um, another thing is that we, re- we understand that over time one of the theories of aging says our bodies start to wear down from uh, damage that occurs from oxygen-free radicals and from inflammation. That's kind of the okay. root cause of many different kinds of chronic diseases. And so to counteract that is to give your body, um, you know, things that are very high in uh, antioxidants and okay. anti-inflammatories. And we hear so much about superfoods.
3: Yes, we do. Real no,
1: are they not? And actually, superfoods are real. There's a lot of kind of exotic-type plants we've heard of from eye goji berries and so forth, and and the reason we hear about them is because they're super high in these um, oxidant, uh, you know, the antioxidants as well as the anti-inflammatories. So, um, you know, there's another one that um, is really great for kind of anti-aging. It comes from the lychee fruit, which is an Asian fruit. And um, all these different plants have in them uh, these well, molecules we call polyphenols, and those are okay. active ones that, you know, have those really healing properties to them. So, for instance, lychee fruit. Has a polyphenol that's unique to it called oligonol. Yes. And oligonol has been found to um, have tremendous anti uh, aging benefits to it. Again, very strong anti inflammatory, antioxidant, but it's also found wow. to specifically help your skin.
3: Wow. protects
1: against ultraviolet damage. And okay. It thickens the skin so you get, get less wrinkling.
3: Oh, and there goes the radiant uh, beauty health because many people say, well, I've got to do uh, the Botox, and I want to n- let it be known as a journalist, Shane is not knocking Botox. But when we think Botox for going under the knife uh, with plastic surgery, you're saying that there are certain fruits that can help us reach it naturally.
1: That's absolutely right. And they've even found that uh, the nutrients in our plants, Particularly, something called carotenoids. So we kind of think of those from carrots, you know, yeah. Yeah. But there are all sorts of different plants that, when you do uh, these tests, just have people kind of look at pictures, you know, people and say, okay, who looks the healthiest and the most attractive? They found out that the people who have the highest amount of these carotenoids in their skin are considered the most attractive. Oh, wow. They get those, you know, from these, you know, deeply richly colored, you know, uh, fruits
3: and vegetables and, yeah. Well, you know, okay, so I want to talk about more types of food. You brought up the fruit, but tell me this, you believe that green tea has some health benefits, right? I love green tea, um, in particular, decaf. Um, you're saying that may be actually healthy for me. Explain.
1: Yes, absolutely. Green tea has, you know, huge, again, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant properties, but many, you know, special polyphenols in it that have, uh, you know, ways to help to reduce your risk of many different kinds of diseases. Caffeinated coffee, believe it or not, has got huge. <laughs> okay. Uh, benefits too. I mean, we we'll don't think of that as being a the health food, but as it turns out, you know it lowers your
3: risk of many different kinds of cancers, Parkinson's wow. disease, and dementia, and all sorts. Wow! Of- and, and we've had another physician, Dr. Bob Arnott, come on talking about coffee. But now, tell me this: you know, Dr. Horner, that there are those out there that say, "Well, I hear what you're saying about coffee. Um, I love a, a caffeinated cup, right, with lots of sugar loaded up." Um, but I am battling. This is what someone may be saying: hypertension. And is there a link between caffeine? and hypertension,
1: no, believe it or not. We used to think that there was,
3: but um, there isn't. And,
1: you, you know, you bring out a really good point is that it's what you put in your coffee that okay. really makes it bad. So you don't want to put the sugars and the, you know, the horrible creamers, particularly the artificial, uh, you know, types that have all those chemicals in it. So, um, you know, making sure your, your coffee is organic. And, and um, you know, I use Stevia, which is a, uh, a sweetener that's made from a plant. that yeah. has a bunch of uh, health benefits to it. So you can do it helpfully, but... Yeah, so that's something to be, you know, really careful about.
3: You know, lately in the news and and just talking to people, uh, myself, I found that there are uh, people who are coming up with skin cancer. And I know skin cancer, obviously, has always been around, but it seems more prevalent. And I think when people aren't medical, like you, coming from a medical background and done the research you've done, um, they'll say, well, obviously, certain groups can't get it. But we know, we've had dermatologists come on, Dr. Horner, and say, well, African Americans, Hispanics, those with... Of darker skin are susceptible to skin cancer. Um, and a lot of times they talk about vitamin D, right? Being in the skin, and you probably obviously know that being a uh, plastic surgeon at one point, how critical is vitamin D to our health?
1: Yeah, you know, vitamin D, we found out, is like super critical. In fact, it acts like a hormone in our body and it has thousands of interactions. Um, so uh, we find out that in, in most disease states, and this, you know, runs from You know, from cancers to, again, dementia, to heart disease, to bone health, and so forth. And vitamin D is usually found to be low in those people. And, um, you know, so taking supplemental vitamin D is extremely important. In fact, I just started working on the Scientific Advisory Board for the Organic and Natural Health Association.
5: Wow, congrats. They
1: are doing an international, you know, study doing data collection of vitamin D to kind of find out how valuable it is. And you can actually get a uh, a kit from the website um, and then you can test your own vitamin D levels in the comfort of your own home and send it in, and uh, then they can process it and let you know you know what it is. But for the most part, what we found is that the recommendations we had in the past were way the heck too low and that most people need anywhere between two and 5,000 international units a day, sometimes more, and the only way you'll know is if you get your vitamin D levels checked.
3: I see. So that's important as we're going to the position. I know we have a lot of men and women listening, in of different generations, uh, women can often go to the gynecologist um, and say, well, they're getting all these other tests done, but sometimes the gynecologist, not all the time, there's some great ones out there, even if they forget, but if you're just seeing a gynecologist once a year, I would imagine, Dr. Horner, likelihood they may not be bringing up panel tests such as checking vitamin D, so I'm sure you would advocate that patients need to say, hey, I probably need a vitamin D test.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's something that is uh, crossing the barriers from natural health doctors to uh, standard doctors. Yes. Realizing that it's actually extremely important to have your vitamin D levels checked to make sure that you're taking adequate amounts so that you can protect yourself from all sorts of kinds of diseases, including skin cancer. I mean, that's yes. one thing that we know it helps to protect against.
3: Yes. You know, in chapter eight of the book, again, titled Radiant Health Ageless Beauty, you talk about the importance of pure water. And obviously, as an on-air host journalist of this show, we have covered um, a recent water issue in Flint. And I I know maybe that's not where you were going in the book, um, but obviously, we know in Flint, Michigan, uh, the water was uh, badly contaminated with lead, uh, which dangerous levels, especially for small, growing children. Dr. Horner, tell me more about the pure water. You're saying you want it, I would imagine, as lead-free as possible?
1: Yeah, I actually don't recommend doing tap water because there's so many contaminants that can through. I mean, even though our water is safer in this country than in, you know, other places, it still has lots of different contaminants in it, even pharmaceutical medications and hormones and all okay. sorts of things that they can't filter out. So um, I think it's best to get, um, either you can get a whole house uh, purifier. Um, and, uh, that, you know, I had one in one a house that I lived in where you, this purifier, and um, and then, or, you know, there's, uh, you know, services where you can get purified water. You have to be kind of careful with it because some of them, you know, aren't authentic as far as um, the sources, you know, where they get it, and, okay. and uh, you know, definitely making sure that you're consuming mostly, you know, purified water is, is extremely important.
3: Wow, which is important. I guess you're right that you want to make sure you know where what you're getting is from because I will bring this up. I know you're big on natural foods and other sources, but I've had dietitians come on this show and they'll say you have to be careful because someone can say that orange is organic, but that could not necessarily be true. Right, Dr. Horner? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is why
1: we've, uh, there's been all these uh, labeling practices that have really been. You know, instituted. So now uh, it used to be in the past that there were many different uh, kinds of governing bodies that does certifications for organic and now it's, you know, regulated by the uh, USDA and those um, standards are actually pretty rigorous. So you want to look for, uh, you know, the stamp or the label because okay. it's, uh, you know, uh, organic by the USDA.
3: Wow, and figure out exactly what that means, If you know, if they're saying um, there are no hormones or if it's uh, I guess whether they say the, the animal wasn't fed other animal parts, just know what that means. You know, in your book you also bring up youthful glowing skin which is so important when you talk about radiant health. And I was shocked to learn that vitamin C, right? I often say, well, hey, we give that to the kids to, you know, an orange juice to boost up their immunity to fight colds, but in your book you talk about how it's important for the skin to ingest it to explain.
1: Yeah, so vitamin C is actually really important for the um Structures of the skin, the collagen, you know, and elastin fibrils, so it helps to maintain them and repair them. So not only are you adjusting it, but they've actually found that if you apply vitamin C topically, that It has tremendous benefits for your skin, minimizing the damage from the ultraviolet radiation and helping to actually reverse some of the damage that's occurred by smoothing out some of that brown pigmentation that you can get from too much sun exposure and also smoothing out wrinkles.
3: Okay. You know, before you leave us, I have to talk about the E word, okay, because we talk about not having wrinkles. We talk about trying to be as healthy as possible, looking good without the wrinkles, but let's talk about getting that body... Together, And I'm talking about the tummy fat, which so many people in the U.S. battle with. Uh, Dr. Horner, you know this, of course. You can even see a slim woman, but she has that gut there. Let's talk about physical activity and making it worth the while, too, right? Because I know doctors have come on and said, well, you want to do something, because we seem to be a very sedentary uh, culture right now. We're driving everywhere. We circle for... 30 minutes to find the closest spot in the grocery store. Talk to us about how staying fit is important and doing the right exercises, perhaps for women or men saying, I don't want the gut. Right. Well, <laughs> even
1: more important than the gut is actually, although that could be an indication of your overall health, is, yes. you know, the effect it has on your overall health. And, it's you know, exercise is just like sleeping or just like eating is absolutely crucial okay. for us. In fact, we were designed to move. If you don't move and you're sitting, for instance, you know, too many hours a day, they found that it has extreme detrimental effect on your health. and wow. Risk of chronic disease and shortening your lifespan. Okay. Now, the amazing thing is, is that our body rec- Responds unbelievably to any kind of movement. So, if you're sitting at a desk and you get up for just two minutes an hour and do a little bit of walking, it helps to take away most of the negative effects that you get, you know, from sitting. We okay. found that if you even exercise five minutes a day, so like jogging five minutes a day, okay, you your cardiovascular risk by 48%. Wow. So, so again, even little tiny bits of risk. Walking is considered, you know, excellent and actually the minimum you should do is about 30 minutes a day, and if you want to um, really keep your waistline in check, um, it requires more exercise than five minutes a day, <laughs> and again, 30 minutes of brisk walking a day is considered the minimum. Okay. Um, if you can do more than that, that's great. Um, it's also recommended to do three types of exercise, so aerobic exercise, yeah. get your heart rate up, so that could be, you know, the brisk walking or biking or uh, dancing or anything like yes. that, playing tennis, um, and then you also want to do some strength training because we start to lose some muscle mass with age, so okay. and that could be some weight uh, training, and then you also want to do some stretching because our bodies tend to get kind of stiff with time, so it keeps our bodies nice and limber, so that could be yoga or Pilates, yes. okay. you know, any of those kinds of things, so a combination, you know, of those, and, you know, the belly fat comes not only from not getting enough exercise but also the Type of food that
3: you're eating, okay. staying up too late at night, oh, you know, wow. midnight on a regular basis. Okay. It causes all these
1: hormonal imbalances that occur that really increases your risk of belly
3: fat. Wow. And don't forget having babies, Dr. Horner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that things
0: out.
3: <laughs> okay. Hey, um, before you leave us, Chapter 13 of your book. It's titled Putting It All Together. And I love it because what I found interesting was it was really cool things, right? It's, you know, one of them, like on day five, you suggest practice random acts of kindness, which, you know, you're thinking, here she is. She's a physician. She's, you know, telling us how to live a natural life where we can uh, be, have radiant health and ageless beauty. But you're saying a lot of it is a mindset. And also, I love on day six, create joy in your life. I love that. It's
1: Sure. So actually what the research shows is that more than diet, more than genetics, more than smoking, the thing that affects your health more than anything else are your emotions and particularly the emotions of feeling loved and supported. Okay.
3: an exclusive interview with the one and only Dr. Christine Horner. She shared some great information about uh, keeping that health in check and uh, attaining ageless beauty. She is the author of uh, award winning books. Uh, one of them, her latest, is Radiant Health Ageless Beauty. I just want to piggyback on what you just said. You're saying we can exercise, we can eat right, but we've got to have our mindset and attitude checked, right? And sometimes that requires removing yourself from a negative situation, be it a bad relationship, whatever it is. You're saying we've got to think deeper than just the physical component and what's going on in our body. Let's make sure we're healthy, even emotionally.
1: That's absolutely true. And, in fact, it's amazing. I do a lot of uh as a, you know, physician, I do a lot of consultations with breast cancer patients. Yeah. This is one of my, you know, areas of, of uh, expertise. And and so it's very common for women to seek me out who already have a holistic bent because they, they know that I do too. And uh, they'll say, hey, I eat fine. I exercise. My weight's normal. I don't understand how I got breast cancer. And then I'll say, well, how are your relationships? And they're like, ooh.
4: So it can have
1: that much of an impact, you know, where you can do everything right. But if you're, you know, in toxic relationships and have that kind of stress going on in your life, it can be so severe that, you know, all the good things that you do for yourself doesn't counteract that kind of stress. So super, super important.
3: You know, Dr. Horner, we talk about change not being easy, starting a a diet, a healthy diet, which should be long-term, starting on the treadmill. It's not easy. But what's really hard, speaking as human beings, you and I, is changing situations. Changing our mindset, changing that people shouldn't be around those negative people. What's your advice right now for someone that is sitting in Sacramento, California? Maybe they're in Miami, Florida, and they're saying, "I hear what you're saying, um, but it's not that easy to walk away from this."
1: You no, know, it's not, and that's where we all need help. You know, so um, to, you know, again, fortunately, we have so many resources, you know, available now, and there's okay. a tremendous amount of relationship counselors that are out there, which. You know, I highly recommend different relationship programs and, you know, sometimes you can um, actually, you know, go to one of these programs and you can have uh, an unbelievably surprising transformation in your, in your relationship that can take it from something that's really dysfunctional to something that that is, uh, you know, extremely satisfying and, and positive. So, um, you know, giving that a shot to see how that works, and if it doesn't, then, you know, working with a relationship counselor that can help you to um, powerfully um, Thank you. And your relationship, and and uh, you know, move on. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Seek, seek seek the help you need. The very good, great information. She's been seen all over, the two Heard on countless radio shows, uh, including uh, the Dr. Oz television show, and many more. Dr. Christine Horner, you have been an amazing guest tonight on the show, sharing your perspective of radiant health and ageless beauty, which happens to be the catchy title of your latest book. Tell us how our national and international listeners can find out more about this new book. More more about you. There you go. Sure.
1: So, best place is to find me on my website, which is drchristinehorner.com, D-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-H-O-R-N-E-R.com.
3: Awesome. Great. And I'm sure you've got a, a lot of great tips on there for them and more information about this powerful book.
1: I do, yeah. And if you want your own autographed copy of the book, you can get it on my website. I got a free newsletter that's got my, you know, tips and tricks for health and, um, and uh, you know, much, much more there. So it's a great resource.
3: Thank you. Dr. Warren, your friend at Let's Talk America Radio, we're going to have to have you back on continuing our health.
1: Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Zebra is a new children's book written by award-winning teacher, C. Cherie Hardy, that teaches children about accepting their uniqueness. When 11-year-old Leah and her younger sister, Zoe, make good grades, their beloved Ungrace takes them to bush garden. The girls learn about the different kinds of beautiful animals from Africa, but Leah learns much more. Ungrace teaches her a lesson about loving herself and embracing her uniqueness through an interesting story about an orange zebra. Get your copy today for a special child online through Amazon and eBay.
3: Welcome back, listeners, of your national award-winning family news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, I don't need to tell any of you that it's spring, and so many of us are excited for this warm weather. It's awesome. We're outside more with community activities or festivities. Family reunions will be planned for the summer. But, hey, not to be a bummer or put uh, anything negative into the scope, but many suffer from allergies. And the more we spend outside, obviously, the more perhaps those allergies are triggered, or maybe it can happen inside, too. I'm no expert, but I have the honor of speaking with an acclaimed allergist out of New Jersey right now with me. We have Dr. Nita Ogden. Welcome to Let's Talk America Radio, doctor. Oh, thank
0: you so much for having me.
3: Uh, What an honor, but I'll tell you this, it's a timely topic. So many people suffer from allergies. Now, is it a myth that it seems to bloom in the season of spring no,
0: you're absolutely right. It's not a myth. Spring is the worst allergy season. There are two big seasons, spring and fall, when allergy sufferers feel it the worst. And spring is actually the most intense, and that's when people experience just these really intense symptoms of the itchy eyes and the runny nose and sneezing and coughing. So spring is upon us, and it's, it's definitely the time that people are already experiencing this um, to a full extent.
3: So, Dr. Dawson, is it simply our immune systems rejecting it as foreign uh, objects such as the pollen and even some of the mold we'll get into later, but I guess our immune system saying it's just not able to tolerate it? A hundred percent.
0: It is definitely dictated by our immune system. They see these um, pollens and molds, like you said, and so many other different allergens uh, like Exactly. It's almost something foreign and they uh, mount an immune response which is an allergic immune response and it's highly uh, motivated by this chemical histamine and that creates the whole cascade of um, the many symptoms that we were discussing. So, yeah, it is uh, immune related and um, it's certainly something that, you know, as, as the season goes on, if you don't take the proper measures, your, your immune system just keeps mounting more and more of a response so it's- very important to be prepared and to be responsible because you can sort of nip it in the butt and take care of yourself okay. um, and prevent these symptoms if you catch it earlier and take proper measures.
3: You know, Dr. Ogden, we have covered a variety of health topics here on Let's Talk America Radio, um, from cancer to lupus to diabetes to stroke. We're talking about allergies tonight, which so many people have. It seems to be very common. But now, you described it so well eloquently earlier when you said it's the runny nose, it's the itchy eyes. It can be a long list of things, the itchiness in the throat. Uh, some people will say, though, uh, well, those are just symptoms. I'll work through it. Uh, can it be harmful if we let these symptoms linger? I mean, like, I'm sure the buildup in the throat, could that lead to something else?
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question because that's such a problem. People, you know, you gave this list of um Illnesses and conditions and allergies. People just sort of put it at the bottom. It's just my allergies and ignore it. They will not miss work and take care of themselves. And you really shouldn't do that because definitely untreated allergies can lead to big problems. Um, sinusitis, which can become infe- which is infectious in yeah. fact, uh, bronchitis, asthma. Oh, wow. uh, you can have all of those things can lead to.
3: I am not, but I know you talked about quality of life, uh, which matters so much. But when you name some of those more serious things, bronchitis or, um, you know, even brought up some asthma, maybe it can trigger an asthma attack. Not only then are we talking about quality, but I know this would probably be an extreme, but we would start talking about longevity then also, right? I mean, you don't want anything to develop where you need serious attention, such as visiting a hospital.
0: Exactly, yes. Yeah. So those are situations where you could end up having to go to the emergency room because you can't stop coughing or you feel short of breath, so exactly, it's not just quality of life. It's actually these become emergency situations mm-hmm. sometimes uh, when you leave them untreated and the asthma is a big part of that with allergies, but even more just like the sinusitis and developing then an infection where you have a fever. And if you really continue to ignore these things, you could end up in the hospital or, again, like I said, requiring more serious medication.
3: She does allergies too well. I'm talking about the acclaimed allergist, Dr. Nita Ogden, out of New Jersey. She's on Let's Talk America tonight. Now, I have to ask you this. This is uh, something that's probably going around in urban myth. Are allergies genetically based? I mean, if my dad have it, will I necessarily have it?
0: Yes allergies are genetically based um there are two things to that. Number one, if you have one parent with allergies, you have up to, studies have shown a 50% chance of having allergies yourself. And if both parents, that number goes up to like 80%. Um, so there's definitely a genetic component. However, one of the biggest things that we're seeing now because of these very severe symptoms are people who've never had allergies in their life, and okay. it's striking them for the first time in their 40s and 50s. And um, So it's, that's, that's kind of of a new thing, and it's more common uh, because the seasons are just more severe.
4: Wow. I mean,
3: so you're saying it can be genetically linked, but you're saying, like so many other medical conditions we've covered here, some very serious topics, of course, you're saying it can just happen to anyone okay. Wow. It can just happen to everyone. But if you do have
0: that genetic history, you can be a little bit more prepared for yourself and your children. Um, Just to know in the back of your mind, especially in light of what's happening in our world and how allergies are just becoming more and more prevalent, 50 million Americans have allergies, the sixth um, chronic illness in the United States, so you can sort of tuck it away that this may be something that I should be prepared for and that I um, may have to deal with, especially if you and your husband or your partner have allergies and
3: allergies. you have young children. You know, but tell me this are, are there any factors that may make someone an ideal candidate for allergies? Because on other health issues we've talked about, from diabetes to stroke, they say yes, it can happen to anyone, but there are always factors that make someone an ideal candidate. I mean, when it comes to allergies, I'm just stepping out on a limb here, but I would imagine a smoker may be someone more at risk than someone else? N-
0: not necessarily. Okay. Smoking. I mean, we know across the board smoking is horrible for you, if, but it doesn't predispose you to allergies. Um, the person who is more, most likely to get allergies is the one that I mentioned, the, the double whammy of the parents um, having allergies. And then if you're living in the right circumstances, you, that can add to the probability, for example, uh, a you know, this list just came out of the top U.S. cities. So if you're living in, uh, I guess, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, you, those kind of things might really contribute to your having... Um, Worse than springtime allergies. However, okay. if you're in the home with a smoker and you have allergies or asthma, okay. that is definitely going to be insult to injury. Wow. There's no doubt about it
3: that you'll feel worse. I'll tell you this. A lot of individuals have said, hey, I was in my hometown, my home city of where I am, be it in Brooklyn or San Diego and Houston, and they say, I was fine. And then we took a road trip or we got on a plane and we went to whatever, the amazing amusement parks, and I went into a hotel or motel and there's a Saying that all of a sudden it seemed like they came down with an attack of allergies. Is that a myth or that really can happen when people change a sleeping environment, Doctor?
0: Oh, 100% it can happen. Definitely I've seen the same thing where my patients are allergies at first, and then they go somewhere else and their allergies have disappeared for a few weeks. Uh, and it all has to do with triggers. So if you are petallergic, let's say, and don't have a cat and dog in the home, and you're really careful, and then you arrive in a friend's house or hotel where there has been some pet, because certain danders of pets can be extremely sticky and stick around for a long time. Yeah. You can definitely get uh, an allergic reaction. Or, if the, again, you're going from a not uh, big spring season area to one of these hot spots you could definitely feel it. And it's not, your, your body just needs that exposure to okay. quickly. That's the thing with allergies. It's an immediate immune response.
3: Wow. Now, Dr. Austin, you've done a terrific, perfect job of describing the problem for us. Now, when we do get on the road, we get on that airplane or we get on the train and go visit family or friends in their house, or we stay in a hotel or motel, is there anything we can do to, I mean, cut down on any of flaring up? Is that possible?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you're traveling, it's always great to have a sort of allergy travel bag with you, an emergency bag that you can use um, and and, and go to quickly so you're not looking for the phone on your phone closest. So I always have my patients, uh, take their medications with them um, so that they're ready. Uh, That may be your asthma inhaler, uh, medications that I love that all my allergy patients should be on, um, oral 24-hour antihistamines like Allegra, Nasacort, nasal spray, these are medications that I recommend all the time. because. Allergy medications can have a lot of different effects. Those two, especially the antihistamine, is not—they're not sedating, so you're not for any surprises if I you mean. haven't taken it before. Um, and you know, people should even go so far as to, if you're going to a high pollen area, make sure that you're armed with things like big sunglasses, okay. um, even a hat uh, to keep. Diminished exposure to your oh, wow. eyes, to your hair, so that you're not, you know, coming back to your hotel room and, and bringing loads of pollen with you, that, if that's the kind of place that you're going to. I see. The big thing is to be prepared with, like, a kit. Um, the medicines okay. and hair... That's going to be the cornerstone if you really start feeling symptoms.
3: Let me um, go in with the medication. I know you mentioned antihistamines, and I know there's several on the market. Um, But when you described it, I was thinking, well, that's sort of like we've had internists that come on the show, um, and and I may be making a big leap, but you tell me this, Dr. Ogden. Well, they're saying if you're hypertensive, you have to take your antihypertensive medicines every day, even if you're feeling good or not, even if the blood pressure reading was great when you went to the local drugstore. So you're saying if they've seen an expert like yourself, an allergist, or another physician, and they've been placed on it, it may be a good idea to take it every day, prophylactically, even if they are not having symptoms of allergies. You're saying that would be okay?
0: Yeah, 100%. Yes. So if somebody is... A mild allergy sufferer, they may be the person who's skipping days. But truly, in this environment where we're seeing such high pollen counts, um, I recommend all of my allergy patients to be on their antihistamines and the nasal spray um, every single day. Wow. Okay. It, and there will be you. You can't necessarily predict if t- next week or tomorrow and you, it's going to be the, the pollen count of ten. So. I see it's just better that you're armed rather than insulted. You're getting that insult from the pollen. And then that's when you start developing the symptoms, it can sometimes be hard to break the cycle. But if you're already, everything's in place, you're in a much better position.
3: Now, I I know there's so much we can talk about having an acclaimed allergist like you on, Dr. Ogden, but tell me this, we talked about pollen because it's spring and and summer's coming up right around the corner, and I think we think of that as, hey, that's the number one allergen out there in the environment, but is it true that mold, which can actually be hovering inside of homes or hotels or office buildings, could that have flare-ups for some people?
0: Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Mold. uh, Mold is something that's kind of always around. Like in the summer, when it's humid, there's going to be mold. Mold loves humidity. Um, Then in the fall, when we have the leaves falling and the moisture around, you know, branches and leaves around, there's mold there. And then in the wintertime, people are spending more time indoors. And, you know, if you have any areas of moisture in your home, there's mold mold there as well. So we consider mold a year-round allergen. And people who are mold allergic when they, they have to be very vigilant about their indoor environment, that there mm-hmm. is no mold accumulation, that there's no standing water, that they're not okay. doing things like running their shower for a good 15 minutes before okay. they get in because all of these things can lead to mold development. So those people I know, when they walk into a damp basement where there's mold they feel it immediately I and see. They, many of them feel a real airway uh, airway component
3: wow i mean it can there also be yeah, like they- I'm sorry, I think could there also be symptoms of maybe stuffiness in the head or pressure there? Yeah, oh, yes. wow. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. Bold
0: and similarly another indoor allergen, dust mite, they tend to lead to more chronic symptoms of the stuffy nose that doesn't go away mm-hmm. and the headache. And it can be confusing to patients because they think that they just have a cold. Okay. When you see that that cold is coming back yet again.
3: I see. Thinking
0: that there's some Allergen in your home that you may be
6: reacting to.
3: Wow! You know, I want to turn our sights right now to the young ones, the children, the kids, the toddlers, the grands. They're coming to visit, or people have kids in their home every day, and we see often that they are runny noses that last year round, right? I mean, when it comes to our yeah. younger, or when it comes to our younger patients, Dr. Ogden. I mean, would it be similar approach and treatment as with us adults? Yes, definitely, and it's, it's a
0: good point because. Children often have a runny nose, so it's so easy to sort of dismiss it as like yet another cold but Definitely children can have allergies, and you can use the same treatment uh, in children as young as two years old, the medications that I just mentioned, yeah. um, like allegro Cord, a lot of the things that are available over-the-counter, two years old, you wow. can use them. And parents are often afraid, but they really shouldn't, because these medications are going to provide such relief to children, yeah. uh, along with taking sort of measures around the house. Um, I think it's a it, it's really, really a good point that we bring up children, because uh, Parents tend to be afraid to treat them, but in the right hands and with the right knowledge, you absolutely can use um, these medications and and they can experience such relief and be able to play outside.
3: Wow, great information.
0: Many kids come and they're not going to recess because they haven't been given the chance to, you know, take the medication and actually get better.
3: Okay, speaking of recess and speaking of so many of our listeners, we've done shows on gardening here, and they love being outdoors. A lot of our listeners love being in the yard. But, Dr. Ogden, do you have any advice for those who love the yard? It's spring. It's summer. They're looking forward to hanging out in the backyard, uh, on the patio. I guess would there be some great tips you want to provide as an allergist for those who uh, may suffer from allergies but yet they're addicted to being outside, which we know can be a great thing, especially when you're young, to stay out.
0: Active. yes so if you're a known allergy suffer be, be on your medication that is for sure if you're going to spend time outside be, take your medication and a few other steps that you can take one check your pollen count for the day okay. if that pollen count is high nine or ten or over let's not garden that day let's not play golf you know even your child they might need to stay in however even on Less intense days, you can go outside. So take your medication, and if asthma is uh, a problem for you, wear a mask. Um, okay. You're going to get down with uh, the grass and be around the trees yeah. wear gloves.
4: Okay. Uh, like
0: I said, again, a wide-brimmed hat and sunglasses, and the same thing goes for children. Um, they're not going to necessarily want to wear a mask or or gloves, but and, and they may not be getting down in the dirt during gardening. But, um, These are steps that you can take before you go out, and you should be able to enjoy those things, but take these preventative measures, and then when you come back in, that's when you want to take a shower and wash your hair Uh, very quickly. Remove all the clothes that are fully coated with pollen at this point. and, and gently clean away any pollen that may be on your eyes. You're not going to see it, so you have to do these measures. Use some baby wipes and wipe your eyelids and your eyelashes. Okay. I tell all of my patients to use saline um, to rinse out their eyes and okay. also a saline spray for their nose because, again, microscopic pollen is going to sort of lodge itself there, and you have the opportunity to, to rinse it away, especially before you go to bed.
3: What great information. So you're saying make sure you take all of the washing before we lay down. So you're saying some individuals that say, hey, I just worked out. I went running for a mile or two, And instead of jumping in the shower right off, they're laying down on the couch or in the bed, then they're getting up later to shower. You're saying it's best to probably wash everything off, then do what you want to do later. Absolutely.
0: Okay. That's definitely what it is. Get those clothes off and in the in the washer. And don't, yeah, don't don't go lie on your sofa and bring the pollen there. You and if you're, let's say, you're running outside with your pet, make sure that they're washed out too. Because if they're long haired, they have also gotten pollen all over
3: them. Wow. You know, before you leave us, you mentioned washing out the eyes or flushing it out with saline. Quick question: There are a lot of contact wearers out there. Uh, does that mean any of those pollens or things are in, trapped in their contact lenses? It
0: can be. And I, that's a great point. If you have lenses, you should take them out and rinse them out as well. Because for sure, if they're sticking to your eyes they're sticking to your contact lenses. Wow. Um, so the worst case scenario is if you don't take those lenses out and you sleep with them or something, it's better to take them out and rinse them and um, and make sure you know they're great uh, eye drops that people can use too for allergies. But this about washing them out with the saline and washing the contacts. is definitely necessary.
3: Great information. Dr. Ogden, of course, you're based in New Jersey. But before you leave us, because this is a very important national conversation, how can our listeners get in contact with you or learn more about the information you shared tonight?
0: Oh, there's so many wonderful websites. Uh, first of all, my website is Um And then there are two great national organizations, uh, the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology and um, the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. And um, they're all the members are board-certified allergists. They have good information on, on pollen counts and how to treat your allergies. Uh, so those are good, good sources as well.
3: I love it. Health that matters, our health matters, of course, and there is relief possible for those who suffer from allergies. You're a friend of this show. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Anita Ogden.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
3: Yo, what up, world? What it do?
2: Mr. Country Fly is in the building. It's grind all day, every day. Hustle another flow, cause we radical. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Country Fly. And if you're looking for shows, updates, new music, and videos, visit www.mrcountryfly.com. That's www.mrcountryfly.com. Coming to a city near you with an open heart, cause we streets the gentlemen. Ease up red
3: Welcome back, listeners, of your national award-winning family news talk show, Let's Talk America. As you know, tonight we are putting the spotlight on MS, multiple sclerosis. Now, uh, you should know that there is a program out there. There are lots of innovative programs, and there's one called MS One-to-One. And it's a program where there are nurses, registered nurses, who spend time on the telephone with people living with MS and their care partners learning about their success cases and offering support and tools needed to manage the disease um, that does not necessarily look alike for everyone that has it. Now, I'm excited right now to welcome, she's on the line with first Denise Shequin out of Connecticut. Um, She has always been inspired by healthy living. Combined with her background and education, Denise decided she could do more to help those who needed information uh, living with chronic illnesses like multiple sclerosis. She received a certificate in multiple sclerosis education and became involved in the MS one-to-one program recently. Uh, Denise, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Um, I'm excited and looking forward to speaking about MS, of course, um, a disease that some of our listeners have.
6: Well, hello there, Shana. Thank you.
3: You know, first, I always like to get to the basics because everyone comes from different backgrounds. I am no healthcare um, professional myself. You are. But what is multiple sclerosis? And tell us this. How does it affect the patients you work with and speak with?
6: You bet. So multiple sclerosis is a chronic neurological disease, and it affects the central nervous system. The central nervous system, Shana, is made up of the brain the spinal cord, and the optic nerves. And MS is thought to be an autoimmune disease, which means that the body incorrectly attacks its own tissue.
4: Wow.
6: And in MS, the tissue that the body attacks is called myelin. And, again, that's found in the brain and the spinal cord.
3: You know, so, Denise, in so many ways we've uh, discussed sickle cell anemia before, and it says the body, the own cells, will turn on each other. You're saying multiple sclerosis, not sickle cell anemia by any means, but you're saying the own tissue cells will, I guess, become confused and somehow attack itself?
6: That's correct.
3: Wow. Correct.
6: So oh. the, imu- the immune system, yeah, gets a little confused, and uh, the uh, body attacks its own tissue. And in this case, it attacks the myelin.
3: That's myelin,
6: Chena, is that fatty substance that surrounds and, a pre- and protects the nerves, okay, the brain and the spinal cord. And so when those are damaged, you can imagine that the impulses um, that tell the body what to do they yeah. distort it, and that's what causes the symptoms.
3: Oh, wow. You know, uh, we've talked about different diseases here, lupus, from cancer, and sometimes they can pinpoint who is at risk, sometimes they can't, Denise. Tell us, with multiple sclerosis, can they give us an idea who's at risk, or it literally can be anyone?
6: You know, anybody can develop MS, Shana, but it seems to be most common in women, so two to three times more women are diagnosed than men. And MS occurs in most ethnic groups, but it is most common in Caucasians of Northern European ancestry.
1: Okay.
6: Uh, about 400,000 Americans have MS, and uh, worldwide we're looking at about 2 million people. Uh, You know, studies suggest that genetic factors may make some people more likely to get MS, but MS is not directly passed down from parent to child.
3: Wow. So you so eloquently stated uh, there can be a genetic link, but you're saying sometimes it's not. Sometimes it could just be um, a young woman, a man who develops it, and there's no known family history, Denise?
6: Yeah, so genes play a role, but they don't tell the whole story, Sheena. So only about 2% of parents with MS will have a child with the condition.
3: Okay. So I know you said in the U.S. it's documented that about 400,000 people are living with multiple sclerosis, but I can imagine, Denise, those are the diagnosed ones, right? I mean, I'm assuming maybe someone's listening in right now to us from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, um, who has the symptoms and maybe it's not yet been diagnosed.
6: Oh, certainly, absolutely. Uh, There's no question uh, about that. Um, You know, there's no one symptom or test that by itself can tell if a person has MS. And MS is sometimes a diagnosis of exclusion, meaning that a doctor may have to use tests and examinations to rule out other causes for symptoms before identifying MS. Um, as the cause and these are the kind of topics you know that the nurses at ms1 to one talk to patients about every
3: day wow you know um, do you have any idea perhaps what would be the range of time that someone uh, typically is diagnosed because I know you said it can be hard in so many ways to diagnose and sometimes it's, it's arrived at by exclusion of other disease and conditions I mean is it maybe a year or two in other words I guess what I'm trying to figure out for our listeners listening in right now um, is it a- process perhaps like other health conditions where there can be some frustration of you going back and forth and the doctor it continues to run tests even months or years and can't figure it out?
6: It can be a process, uh, certainly, and it's, it's really critical for patients to advocate for themselves it's critical from from the beginning when patients are having symptoms um, that they are putting together that support team that can help them advocate if they are not feeling like they can do that. And advocating means that they're being persistent, that so they're not getting uh, the diagnosis that they feel is accurate, if they're not getting um, you know, the results that they're looking for, that they're continuing to ask the questions, to to see those physicians, um, perhaps who specialize in MS. And there are neurologists that specialize in MS.
3: No, Great information. You are tuned in to your national award-winning news talk radio program, Let's Talk America. We're on the phone right now with a uh, phenomenal nurse. She's out of Connecticut. I'm talking about Denise Shequin. Now, Denise, tell us this. Uh, is there a range of symptoms for those who develop MS? I mean, because, you know, so many people Right now, I'm sure someone's listening intensely um, from Dillon, South Carolina and they're saying, well, if she tells me these symptoms, that's gonna put me on the path of knowing that this is MS or this is lupus or something else. I mean, but the symptoms I can imagine can go from A to Z Yes, they can. Yes, they can because, again, the
6: nerve impulses from the brain or spinal cord tell the body to do different things, the entire body. And so depending on which nerves are affected will then um, determine uh, the symptoms. So the most common symptoms seen in MS include fatigue, uh, numbness, there can be walking and coordination, uh, balance issues, bladder and bowel dysfunction, vision problems, dizziness, Um, pain, emotional problems, so they do span, um, you know, a wide variety.
3: But now, I can imagine all the symptoms you named, great advice, I'm jotting them down mentally, but someone with multiple sclerosis may not necessarily have all of those or may just have one, right, Denise? That is correct, absolutely. So no two cases of MS are exactly alike and disease
6: progression, symptoms, levels of disability can vary from person to person. So the disease is unpredictable and it's variable.
3: You know, you named symptoms um, that were very clear to me. You said off balance and maybe some dysfunction with the kidney bladder. But Denise, I'm not a healthcare professional like you, but that surely sounds like a list of other health conditions that can be associated with other diseases.
6: Yes, it can. Absolutely right. And so a physician is going to, uh, you know, look at an individual's medical history. They're going to perform an MRI, that magnetic resonance image, takes a picture of the brain and spinal cord, um, and possibly do some other tests. Um, But that that medical history and that MRI for um, a neurologist that is trained um, is going to help them pinpoint MS and exclude other diagnoses.
3: Let's talk about the program that you're a part of, a a new program, an innovative one, um, doing a different approach, uh, of course, titled again, MS One-to-One Program. What would be the benefits for patients and their caregivers? Because we know um, caregivers, care partners, those loved ones in their life matter too. Um, What can someone uh, look to gain from this program?
6: Well, first of all, MS One to One is a complementary program, Shana. It's individualized. Okay. Um, for, with nurses providing, um, you know, patient support and, of course, that support to the care partners as well. And nurses are available 24 7, so that's what makes MS One to One really so unique. Okay. And Patients have their own dedicated MS one to one nurse, which means when they call the second, third, fourth, fifth time, they're speaking to the same person. They don't have to tell their story over again. Um, And those trusting relationships then get developed over time. So, you know, I'm having those meaningful conversations with patients every day. And those MS one-to-one nurses, my colleagues, we offer tips and resources and information about how to manage uh, this unpredictable disease, Uh, certainly what patients can expect from a genzyme uh, treatment and how to manage treatment expenses. Um, information also on other resources like the National MS Society, so tremendous resource. Uh, The MS1to1 website uh, is very interactive and dynamic. Uh, It is www.ms1to1, which is spelled out, msonetone.com, which offers tools uh, for people living with MS, like symptom trackers, a discussion guide, channel which is really excellent uh, to help patients prepare for their visits to their doctors. Okay. And then, of course, app reviews as well.
3: You know, I know someone right now sitting in Seattle uh, got excited when you said, well, you're speaking to the same person, because you know and I know you can go to some medical clinics and not necessarily see the same physician or nursing staff, so um, pretty neat to know you're talking to the same person. Tell me this. For the care partners or caregivers or those loved ones in their life, you know, you spoke of the patient. Can they talk to you? Can they ask you questions? How does that work? Great.
6: so. You know, a patient can give us permission to speak to a family member, a friend, a loved one, uh, and then they can call and have 24-7 access to a nurse as
3: well, Shana. Okay. So just like um, in accordance with other health care laws, HIPAA, you're saying with the permission then they can discuss uh, different things about that individual's health. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. What an innovative approach. Go ahead, Denise.
6: No, anyone can call if they have a question about MS. Okay. If they want to talk about a specific patient, then we would need permission. But anyone can call MS One to One. We're here 24 seven. Oh wow,
3: pretty neat. You know, tell me this, your nurse. Um, you have seen a lot of chronic illnesses and diseases. Um, MS. Um, I don't know from your perspective, but we've had neurologists come on and say it's a tough a disease for those living with it. But they can be warriors. They can survive and certainly thrive. Also, what has been your professional experience um, with the MS One? To one program because you've seen the illnesses for years as an accomplished nurse. What is, what is it like?
6: You know, I had the privilege of speaking with really courageous, um, inspiring individuals, um, Shana, individuals who are leading productive lives despite okay. this profoundly challenging disease. And these are folks who have been diagnosed with MS in the prime of their life, which, you know, they're, um, they're contributing to their household okay. income, and suddenly they lose their job. Oh, wow. Um, you know, they're having to learn how to adjust. Um, suddenly they, they can't drive anymore. Suddenly they're having to reach out for help when they've never had to do that before. Hmm. And I'm able to have those meaningful conversations to provide those tips um, and resources for them um, so that they can stay positive, they can stay focused, um, you know, maintain that purpose in their life, learn how to manage stress, um, learn how to talk to their doctor and ask questions and become an advocate for themselves. And so the MS1 to 1 nurses, this is again what we have the privilege of doing every day
3: powerful, powerful information. Um, I know earlier we talked about some of the symptoms. You said anyone can get it. But from my understanding, and you tell me um, right or wrong, Denise, the average age of someone or the onset on it, it's its not necessarily an older age as many people think of other health conditions. It can be someone fairly young in their 30s, right? Right. So
6: MS um, typically is diagnosed in. Four- between the ages of 20 and 40 years of age. Okay. Again, MS affects three times as many women as men. Wow. So people are, people are young. Again, in the prime of their life, yeah. um, when they're creating, they're, they're giving birth to children, yeah. buying their first house, they're getting married, all those things, all those milestone events.
3: And I'm I'm no healthcare professional like you, Denise, but I can only imagine with that being such a young age group, that probably does bring up the challenges of diagnosing it. Not, I guess, not saying physicians would be like this, but perhaps the patient. She's 23 years old, maybe she's having some symptoms, and she's allowing it to sort of ride past its time due because I'm 23, there's possibly nothing seriously wrong with me. Wouldn't that likely be the perspective of a potential patient?
6: That is is not uncommon, Sheena at all, and you're very right. So if someone has muscle pain or some nerve pain, and then it goes away, um, they may ignore that because they may have just been lifting something heavy or just been doing some activity, and so they don't recognize it as a symptom um, that needs medical attention. Wow. You know, we really encourage patients to tune into their bodies, pay attention to those signs. Great advice. Which means slowing down and becoming more mindful.
3: Great advice. Slowing down, paying attention to the body uh, when it comes to multiple sclerosis or any health condition. Great information. Denise Sheikwin, again, nurse um, out of Connecticut. Of course, she worked with the MS one-to-one program. Now, Denise, you mentioned a few minutes ago that literally anyone can call and ask a question about this um, often-perceived complex disease. Tell us the phone number if they're they they can not call in in the website again.
6: I will, thank you. It uh, MS121 phone number is eight five five six seven six six three two six. The website is wwwms 121com So that's M S O N E T O O N E dot com and MS One to One is officially on Facebook now as well, Shana.
3: Oh, cool! We gotta be on social media.
0: Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda,
6: and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going.
3: Welcome back, listeners of your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, we all know that warmer weather has crept in, and of course, that means more time outside, and the trend of creating a comfortable and personalized outdoor living space on your porch or perhaps your patio, right? Now, with customization options now available, your outdoor living room is an extension of your interior space and a reflection of your personality to a large degree, right? A lot of people certainly, Thank that well. I'm no expert at this, but we have with us right now on Sarah Fishburn. She's the interior designer and director of trend and design for the one and only the Home Depot. Um, hey, let's talk right now. But welcome to Let's Talk America Radio, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Now, tell us this. Yeah, tell us about the important tips for choosing the right patio furniture um, to match style and space. Because our listeners are diverse out there. Some have a sense of style, and some need a little guidance when it comes to uh, outside decoration. Right. So, the first
4: thing you would tell
5: everyone is really set that stage and really create that outdoor zone. And you can do that with anything from pavers. Decking, even outdoor rugs, including outdoor composite fence panels. That will really help you create that outdoor room first.
3: You know, I've always been fascinated with lighting, right, when I'm passing uh, by in different homes, and I'm like, wow, that's a neat way. And you never think of being creative with lighting, but, you know, give us some tips on being creative with the lighting
4: touch.
5: Yeah, so outdoor lighting is kind of that thing that really elevates the design, and a lot of people kind of overlook it, but it really does help elevate that outdoor space. And I like to incorporate outdoor lanterns with LED candles, as well as string lights. And those are ways that you can really create great outdoor light
3: space when you're going out and dining out late at night. Well, Sarah, you know, a lot of families are on a budget, obviously, majority of them. You know, are there, when you talk about lighting and that touch that seems to be really special and custom, they don't need to break the bank for that, do they? No way.
5: You can find all of it very affordable, lanterns are very affordable, string lights are very affordable, so you really do have a lot of options that anyone can afford.
3: Okay. Now, tell me this. I know, obviously, this is your expertise, your area, but what are the three P's of outdoor living spaces?
5: Yeah. The the big P is when you're about to go out there and kind of choose that right patio set, you really have to ask yourself that question. How are you going to use that space? Are you going to eat outside more? Are you going okay. to lounge outside? Because that's going to really dictate what kind of piece of furniture you want. Is it a dining room set or is it a sofa and a chair that you want to relax and be out there? That will help guide you. And then you kind of look at the scale of the patio. Can you you know, do one set? Do you have room for two sets? And that's where you can pick and choose. So it really kind of helps kind of set the the game plan for
3: you. So now there are many individuals listening in right now, and they're like, well, I'd love the really stylish one that looks neat. Uh, Maybe, you know, not to be uh, comical, but, you know, the ones that would be in a museum because they're nice, but they have small kids or they have grandkids that come. You know, what would be your advice on uh, looking great on the outside with the outdoor furniture but being practical for those little kids with the sticky fingers who put the barbecue sauce all over the place?
0: Yes. The
5: best thing about outdoor patio furniture is that it is, you know, made to withstand the elements. Okay. You can imagine if they can withstand the elements, it also can withstand those children, those sticky fingers, grandparents <laughs> as well. So those fabrics, we even have high-performance fabrics, so okay. if you want to step it up, into a umbrella. And that even gives you more durability out there. But that's the best Thing about outdoor patio furniture, it's made to it be very durable, and it really is. You'll see more people are actually of inside because of that diver- durability element.
3: You know, you talked about durability looking great also for outdoor furniture. Of course, it's getting warmer, listeners of Let's Talk America Radio. So we're often focusing on the landscaping and what we're going to do for the patio of the back area. Um, but, you know, let's talk about color trends right now. What's hot for 2016, Sarah?
5: Yeah, so color trends are definitely taking a page from what we're seeing in the interiors, and it's every imaginable color of blue, A navy, denim, mineral blue, mist blue, spots. And then you're also seeing pops the color being incorporated with that, with reds and oranges, whites and yellows. But then there's another kind of rule of thumb that there's a whole group of people that really want these earth tones, these neutral palettes. And those are colors like clay and terracotta salaries, and moss screens, so it really gives you a lot of options for picking those right cars that you want.
3: And listeners, you are tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio, and we're on the line right now with Sarah Fishburne. She is the Director of Trend and Design for the Home Depot. You know, Sarah, you gave us some great advice, some great tips. Tell me this, uh, when I grew up, um, I'm always used to outdoor furniture being very heavy, kind of bulky. Is that still the case?
5: Some of the furniture is heavy and bulky, but there also is very light-scale furniture. And if you are looking for something that is lighter and easier to move around, I always encourage people to do aluminum patio sets because that is lighter and a little easier to move around.
3: This final advice for those who are saying she gave some great information, I want my patio to look like out of the magazine, um, but they're a little hesitant when they're walking in the store, not knowing where to go. Uh, any advice for those individuals?
5: Yes. Yeah. You can always ask one of our great associates who can help kind of steer you through the whole different choosing a patio furniture. You can go on HomeDepot.com for tips as well as look at our blogs. And those will all give you options of, you know, helping to inspire you to pick that right outdoor living space.
3: Oh, wow. So you do have blogs and content on there that can advise anyone.
0: Absolutely, we do.
3: I love it. And, and Sarah, I know you would say this, at least my perspective. There's no right or wrong way right for furniture, right? If you like it, it's good.
5: That's right. It really comes down to being your personal taste. It's what you want to have and how you're going to live in that space. So don't let it jam you up. Have fun with it. It really does. You can't make a mistake. Awesome.
3: Thanks, Sarah, for being on Let's Talk America Radio. Thanks for having me. This is award-winning medical correspondent Dr. Bob Arnott, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. Welcome back, everyone. That's officially our show for tonight. Thanks for sticking with us for one amazing and informative guest lineup. Now, you know Let's Talk America Radio uh, loves great news, timely news, rather, uh, great talk, and also powerful music. And tonight we're going to conclude on one amazing note. We have some new music. It's an official world debut here. Okay? Remember, stick with us. Visit our website at www.letstalkamericawithshaynathawrton.com for the latest news. Also, look and see what's going to be our upcoming show topics, our featured celebrity guests. Stick with us. Again, that's Let's Talk America with dot Thornton.com. All right. We'll see you next Tuesday night, same time, same place. Stay connected with us. We're out there on all the social media outlets. If you're interested in the latest news, connect over Twitter at S.S. Thornton. And the music for tonight belongs to the one and only inspirational rapper, Il Hustle and rapper Young Radu. Okay, the song is first time, first time. So enjoy it if you like it. Hey, certainly support these independent artists. Put their name in your favorite search engine, okay? And rapper again, Il Hustle and Young Radu. Thank you. Let's Talk America. The radio is in your ear see you next week let's talk america with host Shayna thornton is an entity of pageant and thomas enterprises llc all content original copyright 2016 statements and opinions of guests do not represent let's talk america radio
2: And did some things right. It don't matter when to lose, I'ma give a good fight. I'm aiming for the stars, I'm not there, not quite. But me achieving my goals, I can see they in sight. My future is so bright, so bright, it might blind me. I'm focused on the future, not focused on what's behind me. Lord knows I'm trying, I'm focused on my goals. What's ahead of my journey, man? Only Lord knows. Gotta live for my kids, provide and pay the bills. Gotta keep the same when situations get real. It's a social network world, but I don't care what you think. I got my own set of eyes, I don't see what I'm just trying to be me. I ain't trying to be you. I'm gonna live my life, so you should live yours too. I'm gonna gain success, my life. I'm gonna live mine until it ends. I'm gonna treat life like it's my first time. I had to learn from my mistakes Throughout my history, homie, I had to be great Being accountable for all of my reactions Focusing on my goals and ignoring all distractions People look at you funny when your life changed You're on a different path, and now they're strange Coming from the hood, you need a different light So now I'm living for God, and now I'm shining bright Back in the day, your boy used to be hard-headed Could have been locked in the cell and I'd never forget it And now I'm living by example, because I got kids Oh, my life to them. So I handle my beers. I'm a leader of leaders, so I stand strong. Even when times get hard, I gotta hold on. So when I look up in the sky, I know the road is mine. Cause I'm hungry, y'all, here like the first time. But you don't walk in my shoes, so you don't know how I'm living. Just remember, my goal is to win. So don't judge me on the outside looking in. If I can breathe, well, I can achieve. I can handle anything that this world may bring. You only get one life, so live it. I'm going to try and to continue to live my life like it's my first
4: today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room well good news get well urgent care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Barudi and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia. Interstate 20, exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org.